Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. This episode, oh, my name's Lloyd Ross, and this episode is titled, What are Interest Rates? And how do they, how do they affect me becoming a millionaire? How do they affect me getting rich? That's probably not the actual title of the of the episode. I'm sure Phil will be like, I can't type that in there. So the title is, look, what are interest rates? Okay, um, but I want you to ask, you know, what are they and how do they affect me financially? That's a great question to ask. If you don't know, let me let me teach you, right? Very important, by the way. Interest rates are to asset values what gravity is to things on Earth, okay? So I'll explain as we go, right? Very important concept to understand. So interest rates, okay, to, 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 I'll, I'll talk about Australia, but it's much the same in other countries. But here in Australia, the interest rate, or what they call the cash rate, okay, is the rate at which banks borrow and lend to each other overnight on an unsecured basis, okay? So very liquid, unsecured loans between financial intermediaries or banks, um, that's kind of like the risk-free rate, uh, the riskless, you know, the wholesale funding rate. So um, it's how banks borrow money, okay, or lend money. That's the rate at which they do it. And of course, what happens, let's say, with a bank is they'll borrow at the cash rate and they'll lend to customers at the retail rate. And the difference between the two of what they borrow at or even pay savers at in deposits and also lend at is called the net interest margin and that's how banks make money, okay? They actually borrow whole, they borrow funds wholesale, they sell retail, okay? They take a margin and um, that's how they make money, right? That, that's how their business works. Now, who sets the cash rate? Who sets the interest rate for the country? Well, in Australia, it's the Reserve Bank of Australia. They set the interest rate, okay? Um, and in, in, in America, it's the Federal Reserve, okay? They set the interest rate. So what happens is they meet and they decide based on the, the economic data as to what to do with the interest rate. Now, any time a country pulls the lever to either increase an interest rate or decrease an interest rate, it's called monetary policy. That's where if you listen to the news, it's like, what's the monetary policy? What's, what, what's, what are we gonna do with the interest rate? Because it does determine how fast the economy expands, how, how often people spend, how fast it grows, and also how fast it contracts, okay? And the interest rate does that, all right? Let me explain why in a second. So uh, the RBA sets it, okay? Um, now they're different to the, the, the executive or the legislature and the government. They are the financial uh, center of the country that they they set that particular monetary policy for the country now the other policy that determines the flow of the economy is called fiscal policy and fiscal policy is run by the government in terms of the tax policies that were running at the time to either tax people more or tax people less if you tax people more the economy contracts if you tax people less the economy expands <laughs> if you increase interest rates, the economy contracts. If you re reduce interest rates, the economy expands. So they get to use fiscal and monetary policies to change the 
trajectory of the economy, right? Now, everybody wants the economy to do well, of course, but we know it goes in cycles, okay? Usually 10 to 12 years is the business cycle that you'll see between an expansionary period and then a recession, all right? Now, I've done an episode on recessions. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. But why is it important for you? Well, here's why. If the RBA, so let me just explain what's happened. In the last, it's been 12 years since we had a back-to-back interest rate rise. 12 flipping years, okay? So what happened was after the G- after the GFC, the great the, the great financial crisis or the, the, the Great Recession, okay, uh, we there was a lot of, interest rates started to come down. In fact, in the late 80s and early 90s, interest rates were at like 17, 18% because inflation was really high from the oil embargo at the time. Similar to what's happening now, actually. And so they had to increase interest rates drastically to beat the inflation and break its back and bring it back down and stop the spending, stop, like bring the costs back down, which is kind of what's happening now. So they increase interest rates drastically. Now, when that happened and you increase interest rates so much, it increases the, the debt cost, okay? Because if you're increasing the, uh, the interest rate, banks are increasing their interest rates, which means if you own a mortgage and the rates are going up, you're paying more interest on your mortgage because it's more expensive, okay? Because there's a high interest rate on it. And so what was happening is because the interest rates were so high, no one wanted to own a mortgage, which means housing was quite cheap. <laughs> it was like three times annual average earnings to buy a house or two times annual average earnings to buy a house. Now it's like 10 times, probably more like six, yeah, it's eight to 10 times, I think. So the reason for that is because since the 90s, for 30 years, more or less, interest rates have slowly over time been coming all the way down. And during COVID, they basically hit the lowest they've ever been in 5,000 years. 5,000 years. You're living in an unprecedented times of interest rates. They got down in Australia to 0.1%. In some countries, negative, which is crazy. Economically, it's just never been done before. It's like a, the great experiment. So they got down into Australia to 0.1%. So banks are borrowing at 0.1% and lending out at like two, right? Or whatever it might be. They've obviously got to pay the depositors at 1%. So their net interest margins are very small. That's why the banks haven't been able to earn much money, right? Or haven't been able to grow. So what's happened is that when they reduced interest rates to a record low of 0.1%, all the banks were lending money to people to buy houses with mortgages and other things with cheap debt, like because it was so affordable to be able to borrow money at like 25 2.9%, crazy numbers, right? And so people are like, wow, now's our time. Now's our time to go load up on debt and buy a property because in Australia, we're all property mad, right? We're really good at digging up rocks and building stuff, building houses. That's what we do here. But the problem with that is that you're borrowing at the record low interest rates, which means there's only one way that rates are going to go, and that's up from here. Okay, now what's happened in the last few months is that because they've left interest rates so low for so long, spending borrowing and spending has been obscene to the point where people are starting to even buy things, small things on credit. It's called Afterpay, ZipPay, Klarna, right? These are the symptoms of an economy that's got too much loose money floating around, okay? It's like, um, yeah, so <laughs> it's not good. It, it just means people are just spending wildly, borrowing heaps, right? A lot of leverage. And um, of course, when that happens, What's, what happens is when spending goes up like that so drastically, it increases the price of goods, and that's called inflation. 
and inflation is typically around two to three percent. That's the long run inflation rate usually, okay? So the cost of things usually every year goes up by two or three percent, right, normally. Now, recently, it's in the United States last night, they had 8.6%. It's like the highest in, uh, I would say, 50, is it 50 years? I think it's 50, well, certainly the unemployment, the unemployment rate actually is as low as it's been in 50 years, which is great for the economy. Very low unemployment rate. So if you ever want a job, now's the time to go get it. But it, 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 the, in terms of the actual inflation data, it hasn't been this high for a very long time, right? Probably since the early 80s, late 80s. So it's been a long time. But what is happening is that because it hasn't been this high for so long, many, many decades, they're like, wow, we're not used to this. So what do they do to kill inflation when it's going up and up and up? Exactly what they did before. They increase interest rates. Because as they increase interest rates and it becomes really expensive for you, well, not really expensive, but it becomes more expensive for you to pay your car loan or pay your mortgage loan, right? Or pay your credit, like whatever borrowings you have, the rate at which you pay will go up, which means you have less spare money left over to spend on stuff, goods and services in the economy, which means spending falls. So when interest rates go up, it cools the economy. It brings spending down, okay? And when spending falls, inflation can start to fall, okay? And that's why lifting interest rates stops people spending so much flipping money, okay? So they stopped, <laughs> so we can get this inflation under control. Because if we don't and you have inflation that gets out of control, what can happen is called hyperinflation where it happened in Germany um, just before World War II. It's actually what caused a lot of World War II, but it's where they actually were taking like wheelbarrows of the Deutschmark. I don't know what the um, the local currency was there before the Euro, but I think it was the Deutschmark. Anyway, they were taking wheelbarrows, wheelbarrows of fiat currency down to the shop to buy one bottle of milk because inflation had wiped out the value of that currency. So if you don't bring inflation under control, you can have hyperinflation, which is what they don't want. And trust me, you don't want it either because if there's, I'll give you an example, right? There's a rule of 72. There's an episode I did on the podcast called The Rule of 72 way back. Go listen to it. But basically, if you have inflation at 8%, okay, the value of your money currently gets cut in half in nine years. So if you don't curb, if they don't curb inflation, the, if you're on 100 grand a year now, income, in nine years' time, at eight percent inflation rate, you're now it's the value of fifty grand a year. So if you're all used to living on hundred grand a year now, well, in nine years, guess what? It's fifty. If you don't get any wage rise, wage growth, which we haven't had really a lot of, that's what happens. Which is why it's important to bring inflation under control because we start to see just our, our money doesn't go as far. And you're probably seeing that now. If you filled your petrol out lately, like oh my god, it's gone from hundred bucks to one hundred and fifty. I don't think inflation's 5%. It's more like 30 or 40%. It's just mat. It's out of control because we're having... When Russia invaded Ukraine, it limited the oil supply, which lifted oil prices. And oil's in everything, by the way. It's in everything we do. It's in packaging. It's in lots of stuff, not just petrol. But that the price of that went up, which means all of the pricing went up in all those areas, which is what's causing more inflation as well as the loose money, as well as clean energy. KPIs. It's just a gnarly like whirlwind. And that's what's causing the RBA to say, hey, we need to get on top of this and we need to increase the interest rate ASAP. So lately what they've done is they increased it first by about 0.15%, no, 0.25% the first time, 
from 0.1 to 0.25, so it was a 0.35, and just recently they increased it by 0.5. It spooked the market, it shocked the market, like, whoa, that was a big raise, because normally they go a quarter of a percent at a time. So they've just done a 0.5% up, because they're like, shivers, we need to get hold of this inflation, or it's gonna be bad, right? People's wealth is gonna get destroyed, okay? So I think we're gonna see another jump of 0.5% in the, in the interest rate. So we're gonna go to 1.35%, okay? And then probably see another one. We'll go to 1.3, 1.85. Then we'll go to two, three, four. So the at, the interest rate usually is around about three to four percent at the RBA. That's a usual typical cash rate. Just so you know. So where we are now at like 0.85 is still extremely low, very low, unusually low. So you you could expect it to go to three to four percent, which means mortgages will be lent out at between I guess six and seven percent. Now. What's interesting about that, you're wondering, is when interest rates go up, spending falls, debt becomes more expensive, people borrow less to buy houses, which means housing falls. And I just read in the Financial Review yesterday, Sydney's housing is falling probably by 10% this year, followed by Melbourne, followed by probably the other states, okay? So that curbs the housing growth as well. And also shares, assets, okay? So you'll see in the stock market, got whipped around the US last night, drop drastically because inflation's high, they know interest rates will follow, and when rates go up, the asset value, so property and shares and asset values fall, just so you know. They're inversely correlated, which means when when interest rates go up, asset prices fall. When interest rates go down, asset prices rise. Okay, so we're we're in for a period where we're gonna have a correction in asset prices, in real estate and stocks. So if you're seeing your index fund fall, you're seeing your stocks fall, you're seeing your real estate fall, don't be surprised. But also, don't freak out because we're just at the end of the business cycle. We'll have a reset, we'll probably go through a recession, it won't last very long, I did an episode on recessions, we'll get through it and it'll go through the next expansionary stage. So don't freak out and start thinking that the world's gonna end. But be prepared for it, okay? So interest rates are really important to follow and know. Now you know what they are and how important they are and how they affect asset values, your investments, and how they affect your life, you can jump on and listen to the financial user and you can say, I know what's going on now. I understand this. I know why they're doing it, okay? It's not like the government just wants to like make life hard for you. They have a real problem with inflation here that we all need to get get under control. Well, they certainly need to with, with uh, their monetary policy tools, okay? So if you, if you happen to have a, a large mortgage now and you've recently bought, it could get very, very sticky. Uh, and you might see people getting rid of their mortgages because they don't—they just can't afford them anymore. Uh, that's what you'll see. And plus, with inflation going up at the same time, people's dollar bills are going like they're buying less for the same amount. So we're seeing a double-edged sword: spending for like or debt becoming more expensive, as well as things becoming more expensive. Very, very crazy situation. So, how do you manage your way through it? Well, I think it's very, very simple. If you've got expensive debt, hey, start paying it off. Um, prepare for, you know, start it, start an ex- get some extra income. Uh, same thing as through a recession, you do right. Pay off your debt, get some extra income, tighten your belt, do an audit, um, and just sit down and work out. Hey, are we, are we sitting pretty? Have we got some spare cash. Like, how are we going to get through this this next period? Um, so yeah, but you know what's really cool about recessions and 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 changes to the economy? It creates a wonderful amount of opportunity. Heaps. Okay, I started this podcast during COVID. I wrote my books, both of them during effectively COVID. Um, courses. I started a whole business basically. 
And uh, our other business in network marketing jumped by about 30 or 40% in growth. So you, you, it's not always bad. The summer will win and you can win when rates go up and there's opportunity. You might wanna buy a property. You haven't even been in the market yet. This could be your chance to buy a really cheap mortgage of someone that doesn't want it, okay? Remember, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. Well, guess what? We're coming into the, the zone of fear. You'll see a lot of fear and that's your chance to be greedy, okay? So if you've saved your dollars, as you're coming up the next year or two when, when variable rates go back and fixed rates stop and you'll see an increase in rates, you might be able to pick up a good property deal. You might be able to pick up some cheap shares, bank shares, good quality dividend shares or index fund or keep buying into your current position. That'd be awesome. And this is where you can make a lot of money, okay? So uh, enjoy, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you now know what interest rates are. You can, <laughs> you can determine how they're gonna affect you. And of course, hey, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you're getting heaps of value from it. Thanks for those who are sharing to their stories on Instagram or Facebook and giving us a shout out. I really appreciate you. Thanks for your five-star reviews. We're going to try and we want to build them as much as we can. If you could do that for us, that would be awesome. And um, if you haven't gone, if you haven't read my new book yet, go to moneybuyshappinessbook.com. Moneybuyshappinessbook.com. I don't know if a lot of people know it's out, but uh, very, very popular book. And uh, jump into our Facebook group. It's free. Uh, Money Grows on Trees is the Facebook group. And if you really want to, Follow me on Telegram. I'll do it like a free subscription to Telegram. Uh, it's lloydstelegram.com. Pretty simple, right? So if you want to do that, do that. And of course, uh, hey, hit me up in the DM on Instagram if you want me to do an episode on a particular topic that you're confused about when it comes to money and how it grows on trees. All right, talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.